Hey, it's Jordan. We'll fire up the Chill Factory in about 10 seconds. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of this episode for a special offer on Quick Calm and Stress Coach You, two self-paced video courses for the stressed and educators, coaches, and other professionals who help them. It is a great investment in self. It's great investment in people you are working with. And it is, it is a joy. Welcome to The Chill Factory, where we make work, school, relationships, and life less stressful with expert interviews, rapid relaxers, and great resources. I'm Jordan Friedman. Have you ever considered a coach to better your career or leadership skills? Maybe you've thought about hiring a wellness or relationship coach to make those areas of your life more satisfying. How about a public speaking coach, or a college admissions coach, or a writing coach, or a money coach, or a happiness coach? One of today's biggest sources of stress is unhappiness or frustration with a current situation or status, and one of the fastest growing ways to deal with this unhappiness and frustration is professional coaching. Here's how Amy came to work with a coach on her work challenges. There was a point in my life where there was a lot happening. And, you know, it, it sort of started with some challenges I was having at work where I was suddenly finding that I was not effective and I was concerned about my path. I needed to figure out how I was going to be in my job and also not just go to work, but to actually thrive and love it. And what that looked like for me was really seeking out someone who could help me and hiring a coach that would guide me through that so that I could be successful. But is coaching right for you? And if it is, how do you find a coach? And what happens during coaching? Do they yell at you like your mean football or track coach did in high school? How long does coaching last? And how much does a coach cost? Well, in the Chill Factory today, we have one of the most qualified people on earth to answer these and other coaching questions. Magda Mook is Chief Executive Officer of the International Coaching Federation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to professional coaching, and also known as ICF. ICF is the main accrediting and credentialing body for both training programs and coaches. Magda has a degree in economics and international trade from the Warsaw School of Economics, and she's also a trained coach. That clip I just played is from an ICF video, and I've had the privilege of leading programs for ICF, including courses that were eligible for their continuing education credits. I started my conversation with Magda by asking her what questions should someone ask themselves when they're considering coaching? First question would be why? What is it that you would like to work on? What's the destination that you're thinking about that the coach will be helping you with? And second, very important, how do I make sure that I hire a right coach for me? Yeah, well, let's say that I'm considering working with a coach to develop my leadership skills, to uh, try to help me advance in the company or organization that I work for. Maybe it's to lose weight. Maybe it's to reduce stress. Mm. What would be the role of 
the coach in that situation? It is very important to remember that the coach is not a consultant or a mentor. And the coach is also not somebody who will tell you what to do. Coach could be described more as a catalyzing force for you to answer your own questions, to find your own solutions, to get greater self-awareness and from there try different things. So uh, some people would describe working with the coach as driving a car. You're, you are a driver, but you have a navigator, a, a friend who is helping you navigate through different possible ways how to get from point A to point B. It sounds like more of a collaboration rather than here's what I want to do, coach, and then the coach coming back and saying, okay, here's how to do it. Right. You're absolutely right about it because it is true that the ICF defines coaching as a partnership. So it is a partnership, trusted partnership uh, in, in a thought-provoking method so that the client can reach their fullest potential. You may think about what your point B is, and the coach may ask you a certain question so that you're sure that this is the best destination for you. But again, it's definitely your decision where, where you want to go. And Magda, is the coach also a cheerleader? Or for better or for worse, is the coach in any way like a person who manages the sports team, that person who works with you on strategy, but also stands on the sidelines and cheers you on or maybe yells at you if you don't do something correctly. The coach is definitely an accountability partner. And that accountability may certainly come in a way of celebrating steps, successes on a way. But one of the role of a coach is to challenge, respectfully, of course, but to challenge, to challenge so that the solutions that, that you, you uh, choose for yourself are indeed the best. They are not maybe the easiest. They are perhaps um, requiring more work on your part or maybe are a little bit riskier. But, but that challenge, so the yelling from the, from the sideline, is also part of, the, part of the job of a coach. Make sure that this, you stay on, on the road, as we were talking about the car metaphor. Celebrate the successes and at the same time making sure that what you commit yourself to, to doing uh, is being done. You know, as someone who has done some coaching on both sides, received it and provided it, it's always felt to me that coaching can be especially helpful if you're feeling overwhelmed. You you have a sense of what your goal is, but you're feeling like, oh my gosh, where do I start? It seems like there are so many things potentially that I could do, but I'm I'm feeling paralyzed by the number of things I can potentially do and figuring out where to start. So it seems to me that that is also a big part of the coach-client relationship, sorting through that and figuring out some kind of plan. Absolutely. So 
many people would say, many clients would say that working with the coach helped them get clarity on their goals. Uh, because, you know, sometimes sometimes it's it's seemingly easy. A client would say, I want to get promotion in my company. Well, sounds easy enough. But then when you unpack it, what, why, uh, what kind of promotion, you may, you may come to, to a very straightforward plan and you may also find yourself realizing that it's not about the promotion, it's about um, maybe greater recognition, or maybe it is about moving away from something rather than towards something. So the clarity into what your goal is, is definitely one of the great um, benefits of working with the coach. And as you said, sometimes you may get just stuck by the sheer fact that there are so many different ways you can go about it, Maybe your colleagues and friends are telling you different things, what you should or could do. Or maybe you think that there is absolutely no way out of where you are. And this is, again, through through probing and, and questioning and talking, a coach can help identify potential ways and, and again, help um, uh, help you think about what is that that possibility for you uh, to, to move forward towards the goal that you might have unpacked in a very different way with the coach. In addition to getting more clarity, which of course can help relieve stress, how else would you say that coaching helps reduce stress and anxiety for someone who's hired a coach? From, from a lot of research and also the testimonials from the clients, we know that coaching is one of the most significant ways of bringing self-awareness to an individual. So that alone is helping with reducing stress because you are not going into, as we said, many different directions. You can be more focused because you know a more specifically of what it is that you want to accomplish. Oftentimes, the coach also is asking powerful questions around your anxiety, around your stress. The coaching can help you figure out the, the steps into a bigger process. The big process may be overwhelming, while individual steps don't seem so um, overbearing. So this is another way of, of helping a client get a little bit calmer. Many coaches also would offer some suggestions to mindfulness, to uh, taking care not only of the mind, but also of body. And as we all know, that significantly reduces stress in individual. As someone who teaches coaches and educators and other professionals how to teach stress reduction techniques, I would just add that feeling calmer helps clear the way so that coaches and students can reach their goals more smoothly and sometimes faster. So let's say I'm on board. I have decided to work with a coach. What typically happens during a coaching session, including that first session? Yeah. First session is really very important. Of course, you need to do your homework to figure out um, what, what may be a profile of a coach that you want to work with. Some people have preference to 
age, gender, language, uh, location, you know, type of, of uh, coaching or coaching delivery. But also for many people, first time coaching engagement is a little bit of a mystery. So during the first session, the coach would definitely explain more about coaching process, what to expect, uh, what not to expect. It is very important conversation about confidentiality of the relationship. So, so the first session also allows you to get that chemistry with your coach. Uh, trust is, is the fundamental uh, element of a successful coaching relationship. So, so that first conversation when you may explain, of course, what, what, what you want to work on, you may also expect that the coach will say, you know, I don't think I'm the right person for you. Let me give you a re referral or, you know, or, or the coach also according to the ICF Code of Ethics. If, if the coach believes that you would benefit from the support of a different kind of professional, they have to refer you to that person as well. So you are the CEO of the International Coaching Federation. I assume because of that role, your answer to this next question will be yes. Magda, is it important for coaches to have a certification, to have training, to provide coaching? It's an enthusiastic yes, uh, absolutely. And this is also very important for the clients to understand the qualifications of the coach. Um, and one of the ways to know that the coach has been trained and evaluated is if they hold a credential. ICF, of course, offers three credentials. And right now we're very, very uh, happy that about 50,000 individuals around the globe hold the current and active ICF credential. That means that somebody went through a training, have been evaluated, and also is, is bound by the code of ethics and is also bound by the need of lifelong learning to maintain their credential. You know, today there are hundreds of thousands of coaches in the world. How does one go about finding a coach? What are the resources someone can uh, look at to find someone or, or a group of coaches to look at in the first place? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question because coaching, term coaching or coach are not regulated, which means that anybody can call themselves such. Um, so yeah, the resources, I would invite everybody to visit ICF website, coachingfederation.org. And specifically with clients in mind, we developed a resource. It's called Credentialed Coach Finder. It's, it's a database of all our credentialed coaches. And one can, as we said before, can figure out several criteria that are important for them, including keywords or key areas of interest. And the database, based on the keywords uh, set in, the, in a search, would offer the top how many you want of the coaches that meet that profile. And, you know, it's true for just about everybody and probably any profession. But you may also talk to your colleagues and friends and ask for recommendation. If not, as I said, the, the Credential Coach Finder is a great resource. But even then, ask your coach for some uh, testimonials, for some recommendations uh, and references. It's, it's always good to hear from somebody who worked with the coach about their experience first. 
Is there a fee range for coaching that we can talk about that can give people who are interested in pursuing coaching an idea of what this will cost? And part of that is also how long does coaching typically last for someone? Yeah, very good questions. And I start with the uh, uh, latter part of your question. From research, we know that the typical coaching engagement is between three to six months. Uh, in general, it is believed that uh, engagement shorter than three months may not be sustainable. And um, beyond six months, it, it, may, it may turn into just coaching on a different subject, if you will. And then with the pricing, it is it is very difficult question to answer. Basically, the technical answer is it depends. And it depends on, on multiple factors. Uh, it depends on the geography. It depends on uh, type of coaching. So, you know, let's not even go outside uh, North America, but a coach in New York City will be charging different pricing than the coach in, say, rural Georgia. And then the type of coaching, life coaching typically is, is uh, uh, pricing is a little bit uh, lesser uh, than executive coaching. It depends on the experience of a coach. We're talking about the credentials. We're talking about the, the years of experience um, in the field. So all those factors are very important in determining the, the price. Few coaches offer pricing per hour. It's more per engagement or per month of an engagement. So this is another way of, um, of looking at that. But the credential coach finder, uh, in fact, the profiles of the coaches will give you a range that they are charging for their services. Last question for you, Magda. Does anything come to mind when I mention coaching success stories, mm. success for a client, you know, real successes that could inspire and motivate someone listening who's really thinking seriously about coaching, uh, inspire them to, to try it out. Mm. Oh, there are, there are hundreds, even hundreds and thousands of such stories. Um, needless to say, our research indicates that 90% of the uh, clients asked if they will repeat the coaching relationship if they had such an opportunity, they say yes. And they would highly recommend it to their colleagues, family and peers. Coaching is truly transformational and it's also very empowering. So thinking of coaching should be not thinking about a chore, something that has to be done, but rather it is a great investment in self. It's great investment in people you are working with. And it is, it is a joy. It can be a very hard work, but it's a joy coming to this, this very important moments of clarity, of direction and accomplishment. Magda Mook, CEO of the International Coaching Federation. Thank you so much for coming by the Chill Factory, especially at the beginning of a year when this episode is airing, because that's a great time to think about changes, think about goals, and think about working with someone to help you get there. So thank you. 
Thank you so much for having me. There's more about Magda and coaching and the ICF, including their credentialed coach finder, in the show notes or at thechillfactory.net. In a moment, we'll try my most popular rapid relaxer, which is like texting your mind and body to chill. But first, that very special offer that I mentioned at the top of the show for my Quick Calm and Stress Coach You self-paced video courses. The Quick Calm course is really like a video workshop where you'll learn 10 effective stress and anxiety reducers no matter where your stress and anxiety are coming from. And Stress Coach You is for educators, coaches, healthcare providers, even parents who want to teach doable, data-driven stress reduction techniques to their students, clients, patients, and kids to support their mental health and to make the work they do with them more successful. Many Stress Coach You students have told me that the techniques they learn during the course really help them in addition to being great tools to give to their clients, students, and others. Great news, we're making both Quick Calm and Stress Coach You 50% off for the first 25 listeners to take advantage of this offer. Just enter the coupon code CHILL2023 at checkout for either course to get your discount. You can find both Quick Calm and Stress Coach You at thestresscoach.com. Just look for the online courses tab or box. We'll also put links to both courses in the show notes. Okay, let's do the Quick Calm technique, which the Quick Calm video course includes and is named for. If you'd like, close your eyes and just breathe normally. In a moment, I'll ask you to inhale through your nose. Hold your breath for a few seconds. As you're holding your breath, I'll ask you to think I am warm. And then I'll have you exhale through your mouth and think I am calm. And it's okay to inhale or exhale through your nose or mouth if that works better for you. Here we go. Three, two, one. Take a deep breath in through your nose and hold. Think I am warm and exhale through your mouth. Think I am calm. Now breathe normally for a few moments. And one more time. Three, two, one. Deep breath in through your nose. And hold. Think I am warm. And exhale through your mouth. Think I am calm. You can do more inhale-exhale sets if you'd like, and using Quick Calm is like texting your heart to slow down. And when your heart slows down, your breathing lessens, your muscle tension decreases, your blood pressure lowers, you're better able to focus, and you feel less overwhelmed. 
Quick Calm is designed to calm you down quickly when you're feeling suddenly stressed or anxious. But practice it anytime so that it will be easy to remember and use when you do need to calm down quickly. It's quitting time for this episode of The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to follow The Chill Factory wherever you listen to your podcast so you'll know when new episodes are available. And there's always more at thechillfactory.net. And as German philosopher Immanuel Kant said, immaturity is the incapacity to use one's intelligence without the guidance of another.